What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 98. Today with this week's guest, Tired All the Time. They are a Baltimore area original rock band, and they have a new song out called Sun, with two N's, and uh, you'll be hearing that momentarily. It's featured on this episode. But uh, anyway, Ed, Brian, and Mike and I all respectively jumped on a Zoom call the other night and talked about all kinds of stuff, uh, environmentalism, working on IT, uh, medical hospital things, and uh, even sprinkled in some weightlifting. But uh, hopefully, if you're friends or fans of them, you laugh out of it or at least find it entertaining. Maybe it keeps you company in traffic, who knows? Uh, regardless, thanks for listening and supporting local music. We all definitely appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe or comment wherever you might be listening, as it always helps out the algorithm. And definitely check out Tired All the Time wherever you listen to music. But uh, yeah, hopefully, otherwise, everybody had a good holiday type of weekend. Uh, maybe got to hang out with some friends and family. Um, actually went up the road to Philly to uh, see the Menzingers play the other night, which was pretty cool. Still kind of recovering, but uh, yeah, one more episode until this thing hits 100. So we'll get a big guest on for that. And uh, last but not least, just got to kind of mention that this podcast does now have a sponsor called the Music Video Accelerator Course, which teaches you how to make your own professional type of music videos like Voice Avenue or Tyler Ward on an iPhone as well as uh, regular camera equipment. So you can check it out at musicvideoaccelerator.com. And uh, if you sign up for it and mention the podcast, you will get a discount. But yeah, without further ado, we'll get to the interview with Tired All The Time. Time Rockstar podcast here. Uh, I've only met uh, Ed so far back on the uh, the teen mortgage episode that we did. Uh, yeah. I don't know, like a year ago or something like that. And I got an honorable mention on the Joey Mitchell one. Nice. Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're definitely getting around playing in uh, pretty much. I don't know everybody's band these days. Seems like so. Um, <laughs> at least I don't know. That's the presentation online, right? Got to make sure it looks like you're busy. Yes. Yeah. Well, right, right now, just playing entire all the time, Team Mortgage. Yeah. But maybe a third one eventually. Who knows? Yeah. And then uh, and lifting weights, of course. Yes. Always that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I actually forgot uh, what you were doing entire all the time in this band. Uh, what your uh, your position is. Oh, on uh, on. <laughs> on stage, I play drums, but then I okay. do all the management stuff. I think what I'm more of a, I'm more the manager than I am the drummer. What, what's the uh, the official title? Is uh, aren't you the chief operating officer? I guess it's bad that we don't know our official titles. Yeah, yeah. I think right, I'm so, CEO of the band. 
and then yeah, uh, I'm the I'm the uh, chief executive officer. I started off as the uh, chief operations officer, but then when we put out these subsequent releases, I gave myself a promotion. Yeah, <laughs> that works. So yeah, yeah. So we've covered that. I believe like Mike was lead executive strategist. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Right. And so then, I guess that makes Brian the COO, perhaps. I think I mean, we I, had, I, yeah, R and D for him, or something like that. Right. And what was Daniel? We we were a four piece, so we we lost one of our executive team. <laughs> he was the uh, design ambassador and uh, brand consultant. Right. Brand consultant. That's right. That's a, that's a pretty solid one for him too. Like the the, the shout out nine one eight. Yeah, he he's still sort of an outside. Uh, we we have sort of an outside contracting deal with him where he uh, he he helps with some of our branding occasionally. Still, he's in a, yeah. he's in consulting position at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because again, this is just audio. Um, I got to mention the other two people in the band here. So we got to get to Mike who we talked in the uh, pre-podcast, I guess we'll say, um, is the uh, keyboardist and singer. And then Brian, the elder statesman, uh, we didn't establish what you did in the band, I don't think. Uh, bassist, uh, and I also do, uh, especially recently, a, a fair amount of the recording and mixing. Right on. And our practice space is now in my house, which makes me happy because I don't have to go anywhere yeah you do actually put pants on though which i commend you for because i rarely ever did that when you guys came over yeah yeah we didn't know what to expect when we showed up at ed's house you just play uh with only socks right like blink 182 style no i mean no just pajama bottoms but you know yeah. if it was my house i could do that if i wanted so yeah i'm i'm fully dressed when when uh you guys come over pretty consistently i think I've been uh, splitting the difference and just driving to the place naked, but then quickly getting dressed before I get inside. Hmm. That's probably illegal, I guess. Yeah, aren't, aren't there laws in some places? About, well, I think you just have to have shoes on, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so public decency. Like, it's still, it still oppresses the, the barefoot is legal people. As long as, like, in your, as long as nobody can see you, so as long as you don't, like, kind of stand up or, or thrust your pelvis in such a way. That, yeah. You could uh, argue that you're wearing the car because the car is all around you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. But it is sheer because of the glass. So. Yeah. It's a it's a sticky situation. Legal. We're gonna get our team on it. Yeah. Well, don't think you guys have to worry about lawyers just yet. Um, probably need a, a few more royalties coming in besides uh whatever petty crimes you can commit in the meantime so yeah, yeah the petty um, crimes about the bulk of the revenue right now yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah it was telling me you guys got a new song out uh sun which has a accompanying music video i guess as well too right yep uh yeah i uh, released that earlier this week um yeah we're super happy with it uh uh, props to Ed on the video, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's our new one, and we're getting you know occasional like little bits of press here and there for it. So happy to do it. 
We've been we're, we're getting a good bit of press, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Oh, all right. No, we are. We are. Sorry. Uh, we've been. The thing is, we've been performing this live like for what, like nearly two years now. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We we had a um. I, I think you know, on that last, just on that last tour. So we had a um. We had a short tour where we drove around the the near South, North Carolina, early 2020, you know, about yeah. a month before. Uh, before everything shut down and uh so we we debuted a bunch of new songs on this thing and it was our first time playing out as a trio uh and then we got in i, th- I think we had one more show after that we had comet ping pong and then everything shut down and yeah. yeah so when he says we played it the last two years what he means we played it like six a times, times. <laughs> yeah six times yeah like uh yeah um but yeah, it's been written for a while. It's been it's been marinating um, in like a bunch of different files on our hard drives. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes it's good to let it marinate for sure. Don't want to rush rush things. But uh, I'm I forgot what Ed does for a living. But uh, I'm guessing it's either you, Mike, or Brian that has the a little bit of gripe against the corporate world there with the music video. Or am I wrong? Well, we probably all do. I'm I'm the one who's stuck in it. Okay. At the moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess you could say uh, I am. I, I I work in IT. I mean, it's not that bad. I have I have a good yeah. gig, but um, I I probably have more like, and over the years, I've had more of the front row seat to where I, you know, get a lot of inspiration from things I see at work. Sort yeah. of like the the end. Yeah. No, IT is not a bad gig at all. Especially now, you don't have to go anywhere. So, yeah, yeah, I, I occasionally go in, but most of the time I'm right here in this room. So it, uh, you know, I have to, I have to willfully get out and socialize with people, so I don't go crazy and get. This counts as socializing, kind of. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I do look forward to gigs for that reason. I always feel like more of a, a human being after we get out, especially after we're out on the road, and then. <laughs> You know, I ride that high for a little while, and then, you know, yeah. down here, staring at a screen, start to get a little, you know, start to go a little Colonel Kurtz. Yeah. Kind of yeah. on that topic, I I'm the one who works in mental health, so we've all, I've only gotten like an adjacent side to the kind of corporate imagery that is very prominent yeah. in Sun. So like uh like primarily most of my exposure to that has been through um pretty much interacting with insurance companies and and it's a it, it's it's like every bad cliche you would have about it like every uh i i think there has been like kind of like a hyper normalization of like like let's take office space and everything that was like funny and insightful about that and just dial that up to like 11 and just like no no kind of like profane way of sort of just, just rebelling against that in people's heads just purely just just to the nines everything is like this kind of safe guarded imagery and i think that's an aesthetic that a lot of people kind of click into like you 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 yeah. recognize it, it without necessarily having like a name for it. Yeah, and you don't you don't even really to make an effort to satirize it so much as kind of present something pretty close to the way it is, and it, it like it's a self parody because it's. Yeah, I was just wondering like how you guys did that video. If you uh, hired somebody, um, or if like like how you went about that one. 
That's the one you want to be asking about that. Yeah, it's almost like asking me to like explain my magic trick or something. You know, uh, <laughs> like how do I wanna, do that? If you don't want to share, you don't have to. But I know my, uh, no, I mean, my friends I'll, are doing I'll, something I'll share, similar. But it's it's you know, like um, I think if someone sees that video and they find out I made it for twenty eight dollars, they'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, being that like we have like a very weird kind of like anti-theme it's, it's what lends itself to me being able to do these videos because there there is um some graphic artists i end up working with which i honestly just met through like fiverr that yeah. i i use to like overlay and put our logos into things um and then fuse that with other like essentially royalty free stock footage but that's very canon to how corporate <laughs> um yeah advertisements are so it's like it's it's actually in line with the whole canon of, of tired all the time having this like loosely like farmer corp aesthetic um yeah. you know it's something that like i wish i could use it for my other bands but it doesn't make any fucking sense you know yeah because i mean you had the pretty uh low budget videos there with teen mortgage as well with the uh like really old school disney kind of cartoony stuff there so this is at least slightly different from that yeah, that was definitely like James. I mean, I shot one for for us, which was the Such as Life video for Team Mortgage. Yeah. So it's like I am delving into the actual like um, filming of things down. I'd actually originally intended for the um, our last video for Sun to actually be something that I shot, but when I started going through the uh, footage, I, I didn't have quite what I needed in order to like make a story. So I started playing around with interchanging some. Uh, stock footage that I had, had or other like stuff I'd have from like lingering things I'd done in the past and I just like the aesthetic more and you know I decided I wanted it to look like super clean so that I ran with that. Yeah. Well, I think you it know? worked. Yeah, yeah, I mean we got we have other ideas. You know, at this point like in order to run of like a band you almost have to be like a production company. Yeah. You know? We're content creators. Innovators. <laughs> of course. Imaginators. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, no, I I would like um uh if someone does jack uh our style for making videos, I would like to try and sue them. <laughs> because well because it is it's a great like Yeah, it's a great like a uh, like Ponzi scheme like Theranos kind of thing because like in making that video, you can see exactly how a company can just like be like a, a PO box in Delaware but present itself as having like, you know, just hard industry and, and, and everything, like all the bells and whistles. It's like, Oh yeah, no, like we got our name on shipping containers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I, I think, you know, we, we still play around with this almost being like a uh, alternate reality game or something. Like I feel like the next steps for us to start our own, like uh shell companies for uh, tax evading purposes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um really really just so just so uh uh and this is this is where it can get nice and cyclical uh just so that can become a piece of trashy clickbait that like people just read the headline of and you know just share on something. Like that's the yeah, it's a nice all-consuming uh cycle. Yeah, with the tired all the time foundation. Yeah. Yeah. This is turning brainstorming session. You got to write yeah. things. Yeah, you guys need a, a few shell companies or something like that. Yeah, 
I mean, that's one thing. It's like it's it we decide how much we talk about it, but the the whole weird like lore of the band, it's like it it runs deep. There's all these like mm-hmm. stupid like in jokes that are part of the canon yeah. that are always going on. Like right now, since Daniel did our graphics art, um, and he's no longer in the group, and we don't feel like bugging him all the time to do stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we started using an AI to make our artwork. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the tat proprietary AI, where you can, yeah, you can, you can. It's a, uh, it's the uh, uh, revealing magic, magic tricks. Uh, stuff on Art Breeder, but it's, it's an AI. It's an AI. <laughs> but yeah, you can just you can switch knobs to go. It's like there should be more building in here. You should turn up the crab, um, yeah. and it just and it just produces an image. Uh, and uh, I I I like it because it does have some of that sort of same like kind of unreality uh, that you that you get in kind of corporate images where it's just like okay everything in here like it's lit like a photograph but if I try and look at any one specific detail of it like it it's just out of place I think uh, um, there was there was one like picture that was going around where it looks like a photograph in someone's basement. And then, and then just the caption is identify any object in this picture. Cause you look at it and, and it's all like nothing. It's just, it's just approximating it from like how the light hits it or like the, the tones and colors. So it, I, I think it, it runs nicely parallel to, uh, to some of the other themes. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to take a quick pause. I'll edit this out and post one sec. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I believe at this point of our conversation, I had to run over to the oven to adjust something. I'd like for this whole episode just to be for us asking for shit to get edited out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could get in like how much uh, we discuss uh, gas station food and the digestive consequences when we're on the road. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a big. It's probably twenty percent of the conversation when we're in the car. Yeah, I think that's pretty been been pretty yeah, well documented we, um either by ever, or uh by other bands honestly that have uh come on this show so i think you're you're good there yeah it's pretty pretty well known issue that if you have a bunch of guys with cars me one of them blowing the other ones out i was yeah. relieved last time that it wasn't me because usually i'm the one that's kind of like eating on like the uh, weightlifters diet and then when i go to switch over to gas station food mode like all the bacteria in my stomach's just really excited to get their hands on that gas station pool barbecue or whatever it is, you know. Well, what's um, the uh, what's the weightlifters diet? Just like paleo, where you just go out and like kill a deer. And you just eat frog people. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not Joe Rogan, so <laughs> no, no I don't, bow hunting. It's just like, I just eat a lot of like very like simple foods. Yeah, I just keep it at that. Like simple foods, and I meet certain. Uh, macronutrient requirements by doing that so you know yeah what are you lifting now i know nothing about weightlifting, but i'm just curious they look very heavy when you're mostly weight mostly weights yeah um <laughs> yeah i don't know my totals aren't very impressive i'm bringing the weight my body weight down so i haven't been trying to like push my strength up that much you know yeah yeah, you well, put me on a podcast. I would talk about that for hours if you'd like. 
So I'm just trying not to do like the work pitch where I'm like, people ask, so what's your weightlifting? I'm like, yeah, it's going. Do you really want to talk about it? We can get in some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could definitely go down the rabbit hole, but I don't know. I don't really know much about it. And uh, judging by Brian's IT background and uh, Mike's mental health, I feel like, I don't know, we're not going to be... Conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. Like we might lose the other two band members, so probably. Well, I, I, I have sort of an open in, invitation to go hang out in his garage and get swole. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more, I try not to get too swole. Mm. Yeah, one of these days I'm going to like rebrand Doomfit uh, Gym as like a health optimization or something like that. Yeah. Like, come over and help, uh, you know, uh, start to align your body's chakras. <laughs> it, it definitely sounds a little less threatening, for sure. <laughs> Probably get a few hipsters in there. Yeah. Well, what was that, what was that fucking, uh, like, canned water company that they called themselves, like, Liquid Death? <laughs> Liquid Death, yeah. 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 Weren't we, didn't I just see a can at a gas station on this last, uh, to North Carolina. I see him in fucking grocery stores everywhere, and it's it, it, and it, I mean, like, I get it. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 you know hard branding something soft. Yeah, I, I mean, advertising with the the whole niche that they're really going for is that it's aluminum, not plastic, so it's uh, recyclable. Yeah. But it just you know is branded really hard, so it, there's more than just being hard branding. Actually, you're doing something that's not utterly unique but they're just they're pushing it harder yeah, so, yeah. you know liquid death death plastic etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah okay and yeah like less like microplastic kind of shit that makes sense yeah 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 i think uh i guess the only thing that has a higher markup than uh beer or liquor is water like product wise because somehow they've invented a way to get people to basically, I don't know, pay a thousand percent more than what it's worth, if not more than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think more water than what's in the bottle to, for the to produce the plastic that yeah. contains the water, sell it in. I guess I just mean plastic water bottles in general. It's kind of a weird thing that I don't know phenomenon that happened. Yeah, I. And I, I run into that like a, I mean, here's the thing: like it does get to like a like a point of necessity for like some people, like like yeah. legitimately, like they don't have like a good stable water supply, or like you know, like you don't quite know know what's going on with it. But like they'll go, it's like, oh yeah, no, the tap water is is not quite brackish, but like really fucked up, and so they'll pretty much only like shower with it, and then just like yeah. any drinking water they have is just like the big ass cases of uh, a bottled water. Yeah. Personally, I like the, uh, the life straw. You can buy it at like REI or something, but you know, you could drink out of like rivers and presumably oh, yeah. like, I don't know, the inner Harbor. If you, uh, if you really want to want to get after it. Filters out all the body particles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. imagine like Go if up. it's, if it's filtering out big, big enough stuff, like it would get like parasites. Like it would, it would, like lock those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm not What's dead yet, and as as far as I know, I don't have a tapeworm. So, 
seems to work. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into the science of it, like your, your entire intestinal tract is full of, uh, you know, uh, kind of like natural flora. You know, yeah. there's, there's uh, millions of like bacteria that just kind of live in your stomach in order for you to function. You know, you're yeah. really just, a, uh, you know, you're a colony yourself. Yeah, I know. I read Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Swamp Thing is the biggest advertisement for sauerkraut that you're ever you're ever gonna see. I like to imagine there's a whole like there are civilizations that rise and fall inside your belly, and occasionally you know you drink a uh, you know one of the Starbucks double shots, and it's like you just nuked everybody, <laughs> and you start over with a clean oh, slate. Yeah. What, Back to what the caves. One of the wildest things I've seen before is like uh, the parasites that come from pork. They uh, like if yeah. you look at them under a microscope, like while they're still living in like a blood sample, they just they like kind of nosy up or mosey up to like a like a healthy blood cell and they just start eating it. Like it's it's like the movie <laughs> Alien. Yeah, it, it's wild. Well, it comes it from pork. like pork being like so similar to to humans like biologically it's like why like diseases can jump from them to us yeah. pretty easily um and why you can use some pig organs sometimes um yeah. like turned into a science podcast already <laughs> yeah yeah mike and i did do a podcast a while back and the guy specifically asked us on there to talk about mental health and uh i don't think he ever aired it I don't think he Ooh. did. No, <laughs> I think he was like, "Ooh, yeah, I don't know." There, this was one really dense. And then two, Mike kept being like, "Oh, you're gonna have to edit that out." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, like, like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. There's too many good specific anecdotes from work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't want to run into any uh, HIPAA violations on the on the podcast. Oh board. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, no. Lips would always be sealed, basically, on that. Um, yeah. Wait. So we. 50% medical uh, professional will arguably might like I'm the odd man out here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm adjacent to it. Like I, I have to learn like about like psych meds and like, you know, like basic, like biometric stuff just because that's what like insurance companies really like kind of like look for. Um, but like, no, in terms of like, I will, I will explicitly say it's like uh, to anytime someone asks, it's like, I am not giving you medical advice. I am repeating to you what your dietitian told you or like what your, what your doc, unless it's, you know, really basic information. Like, yeah. 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 But yeah, so I've had to, I've had to absorb a bunch of that through like osmosis, but I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, with case management, like it, it's, it's, interesting work um definitely like you know you get exposed to like a lot of people and you know like a lot of people at kind of different stratums um and like sort of levels of functioning and then it's interesting the uh the different kinds of problems you wind up having to solve for people yeah for sure yeah. i mean uh mental health is definitely one of the uh, i don't know the bigger subjects these days if nothing yeah. else, I'm sure it helps um, for songwriting, Potter. Uh, you know, in like a way, I kind of. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm. 
like like we've been a bit collaborative on lyrics like in the past um like a lot of it's leaning towards uh, uh like me these days and like a lot of the stuff i kind of like have been sitting to like write about i mean like it's more my mental health or like yeah. you know my my reaction to something sociologically like a like a specific analysis of it not so not so much as like um i i I don't think I don't think Art all the time will ever write a uh, uh, a romance song or uh, yeah or uh, uh-huh. you know you know you know moving ballad about a friend who died or something like uh, like it, I think there is a, a way in which I think structurally a lot of a lot of really terrible shit gets filtered down to people on a personal level. But kind of like those weird uh, AI-generated photographs, like you can't suss out any one individual part of it, um, or 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 like it's hard to find sort of like the contours of it. People have like a genuine sense of like, okay, so something here is fucked up. Like everyone's pissed off. No one wants to fucking work. Um, everyone everyone is tired all the time. Like <laughs> it. it but but the ways in which that that occurs to people personally or or like you know the 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 light of that outside that creaks in through the window can always be this sort of distorted thing so in that sense yes it's about mental health um but only in so far as 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 i guess you know you can be a a prism or or, or something of a of like a structure you know, on, on that note, can we gloat that we uh, that society is caught up to our band teams? Break <laughs> uh, down, uh, you know, just to toot our own horn here. But we were doing the masks. Uh, what in twenty eighteen? We were yeah. concerned about public health. We wanted to do a uh, uh, a hand sanitizer station because, and this is well, this we, we we did, did. we, we did well. At yeah, the we respiratory hygiene station. The respiratory hygiene station was great, but we didn't have oh. the the tap branded like automatic one because that that no. in itself is such a corporate image. Like you you know you know that feeling like walking into somewhere and it's just like you know you stick yeah. your hand under it. Well, the last show that we had in DC was right before COVID. Like COVID was already starting and it was in the news and. uh I was paying attention to it to a degree because of my profession. Um, and I remember at that show, people were walking over and our, our hygiene station had hand sanitizer, gloves, masks, uh, and then our merch. And I remember people being like, uh, can I have these masks? And I was like, yeah, they're, they're there for you to take. Go ahead. And they're like, well, how many can I take? <laughs> yeah. And then everything went to shit. Yeah, well, no, that and that was the uh, the even beforehand that that was the post ironic thing because it's like oh this is sort of like a kitschy thing and it's to kind of remind you uh, uh, of the sort of like the themes and ideas in the band like it's how they're how they're kind of marketing themselves but it did genuinely positively contribute to public health so you can't say that it's purely cynical. Yeah, yeah, as long as you don't uh, get in, get in trouble for stealing hospital supplies. You know, gotta watch out for that one. Yeah. Well, we, Ed and I were just talking about that. That I think at the last show, we played how I had. So basically, I had the I kept the merch in a box in my house yeah. after we came back. 
yeah, I guess after that last show that we played at Comet Ping Pong, it was like March 2nd, 2020. Um, and then, you know, lockdown happened. And then there was that whole thing with, you know, the medical personnel not getting enough PPE. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, I think I said, well, I, I think I'm going to donate these masks to, like, the local hospital or something. And uh, Ed's like, uh, you know, I, you know somebody who could use those. <laughs> yeah, yeah i was at home reading news reports and then realizing we barely had ppe where i was working and i was wondering what t-shirt i was going to use to cover my face with when i went to go to work right meanwhile i've got a box probably like i don't know 150 or 100 uh surgical masks yeah we you know part of our our prop i still use some for work to this day because the ones they gave me my job are kind of dog shit like they, they don't feel good on your face yeah. So I just make the executive decision that I wear mine in between. Yeah, people were definitely stashing them where I was working. They're getting their own, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, apocalypse stash going. At, at the time, they were tough to come by. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. in and of itself, I think, I think can kind of like loops back to sort of what we were talking about earlier um, in terms of like, a, like a vague general sense of things being sort of screwed up because it's like, okay, like richest country in the world. And now we are at a shortage of like paper masks <laughs> and, and obviously extenuating circumstances, but like, uh, like in terms of, I guess, sort of the global supply chain and stuff, like we have it in our head that it's like, well, that should be a basic thing that could be solved in like a few weeks, but but it yeah. was it it was just like ma- people were like freaking out, and like the people who actually needed PPE equipment weren't getting it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah boredom, and you know, as we're all very aware right now, a lot of stuff has to get here on boats. And, yeah, uh, I feel like it's so- something in healthcare that people like that I've. I've never met anybody who seems to ever talk about this, but it's just something I notice in hospitals all the time. Like the amount of waste that happens with medical supplies is like it just obscene. It's crazy. Like every time I take yeah. off like a, another pair of like plastic gloves, I just think to myself like, "Oh, turtles are like that one. More plastic in the ocean." It's just like, and people will go through like you know a million pairs of gloves or a million masks or, and that's not even like real medical equipment per se it's just like i don't know i probably go through like a eighth to a quarter of a box of gloves i would say every shift that's pretty good because i feel like most people go through like at least a box i mean it depends on the night like i probably go through a box at a night i'm also i'm pulling from different locations so i'm just like ballparking they're big boxes but yeah i've made mentions of that to patients like you know i'm like you know i saved my plastic bags at home so i could turn them in at the grocery store yeah i said and then i put one iv in someone i fill this entire tray full up with plastic and throw it out yeah yeah it's crazy like just you're exactly right with the iv thing because you just you're unwrapping like all these different little things and by the end of it you're just like there's probably a better way to do this you would think but yeah i don't know well, yeah, why they why they need to come in separate parts when you won't actually hook another part up to something else that isn't the other part? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I don't really it's know kind of the same way. It's like it's really, like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you buy shoes, they usually come with shoelaces. So you can buy them separately, but usually they come with them. 
Yeah. yeah, but in yeah. this case, in this case, it would be like the shoe, the tongue to the shoe in a separate individual plastic wrap, the lace in a separate plastic thing, and then like the windlass thing on the end of the lace in a separate yeah. thing. Um, just, that's yeah. basically how it is. Yeah, I mean, lots of stuff doesn't make sense in healthcare. Like, in in <laughs> I've worked in like every time I give Dilaudid, you never give two milligrams, right? But they always come in two milligram vials. Yeah, it's. Well, it's, I mean, it's, so basically, it's like every time I pull out the lot, I waste half of it. Yeah, they bought not, a lot of. If not more than half, one for me. That's kind of say yeah. it almost feels like it's set up. If you had like junky nurses or ones that are trying to turn a profit, they're kind of like it's almost like encouraged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it, know, it is wild. Like how much, yeah, especially the the narcs that you have to throw away. It's just like you would think there'd be a better way to do that one as well. Yeah, yeah. I, we I've had physicians order Valium, and like I think currently the the IV like uh, sorry the IV diazepam that we have yeah uh, is in like a fifty milligram vial. What? And I'm like, why? What? Yeah. Why would you need fifty milligrams of it? I guess if you're trying to put down like, like a horse or an elephant. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they mixed maybe Something they like mixed that. up the, the vet the veterinarian's vial with the hospitals or something. They got a cheaper uh yeah, cheaper, cheaper price on proprietor it. for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. I guess if you had to like detox like a junkie uh a junkie elephant that ate a lot of fermented fruit and now they don't yeah. want it to go through DTs. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it could be uh... well, you you know, yeah. It's better to have it and not need it, Ed. Um, yeah, never know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, some bean counter be. made a decision that would turn the most profit, and uh, like yeah, it would bigger, bigger portions. Yeah, yeah. Could be a good song oh. too, a junkie elephant. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. song. Not exactly in it. our in our wheelhouse. We'd have to go like a bit that. metaphorical with it. <laughs> the wheelhouse gradually morphing. I mean, you have talked about doing tap for men. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, rebranding as like a lifestyle thing for guys. Um, yeah, uh, I'd have to get better at slide guitar for that. <laughs> get a session uh, guy in. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's well. That's what they. That's what so many of those like country musicians do. Like it. It is just a session. It like like it's not even it's like oh we have a band. It's like we. It's like it's my me and my two brothers and then like like twelve session musicians that made this record together. Why don't you uh you get a glass slide and just play the synth with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Kind of on the uh, sorry, uh, th this was just like a like occurring to me on like the um, like because when Brian you mentioned that that kind of bean counter thing and like uh, like exorbitant plastic waste, um, like that is I guarantee at least part of what leads to such like a, a tremendous amount of waste in that like in between our our how we fund healthcare and and like how healthcare is actually delivered on the ground is this massive bureaucracy and like some of it's born out of out of just how litigious of a society we are and some of it's born out of just really like like just this labyrinthine uh, network of incentives where you have just like costs 
further and further isolated. And so like a, like a prime example of that would be, would be plastic waste because in terms of just like actual pollution, like there's not real, unless you're talking like straight government fines or something, there's not really any way that that cost is even necessarily born for you while you're still alive. Like, okay, well, Hey, the ocean got like a point little millionth of a more percent, like acidic and full of plastic. Like you could potentially live the rest of your life and never directly see the consequences of that. But it is still, it is still a cost that's ultimately borne by society and the environment that just, it, it's not factored into the economic logic of, uh, of, people's immediate situation yeah, yeah it ties right back to our new single sun sun yes <laughs> uh yes uh, uh not a song about environmental pessimism <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i do feel kind of like we're gonna get hit by a, an asteroid or something like that wherever workout society's bullshit see that it's is that like, a little calming though it's like it's reassuring because you're like ah, i mean like you should try to fix it but it doesn't matter anyway we're always gonna die <laughs> that is that is a persistent like fantasy and i think i think people have had that fantasy for like a long time because and and i mean i think it partly derives from from just a desire for a clean slate like like the you know examining the world and getting to a point where it's just like okay well these problems are just fundamentally intractable um like they're they're too complex or i don't want to learn about it and frankly like the people shouldn't have to um uh i think the scale of problems is is to the degree that that it is mind-boggling for just any one person to fully grab them um but at the same time, I think it, it there is an element of like kind of like wish fulfillment in like the, oh man, I can't wait for the apocalypse. So I, I can't wait for the apocalypse. So I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> we can get rid of with this talking to somebody about how I've been kind of obsessed with the apocalypse since I was a little kid. And I used to have pretty regular dreams about different things like comets hitting the earth. And I realized it probably went back to... Um, my grandfather was an engineer and he got Smithsonian magazine and there was a, and it's burned into my brain. There was an issue that it was basically about like a comet or a meteor or something hitting the earth, like this deep impact scenario. But it was, you know, before those movies came out and people were thinking about it and just like the art on the cover of it, this illustration, I couldn't have been more than like eight or nine years old. And yeah. it, started, it just sort of like, like maybe it mildly traumatized me and just made it so like anytime any one of those shows came on uh, Discovery or National Geographic about, you know, an island collapsing and a hundred foot tsunami hitting the east coast of the US. I was like, oh, I have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do, like, why are you obsessed with these things? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I have to watch this stuff and I have dreams about it. And uh, Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you want me to break down some Jungian psychology for you i can explain it but i feel like that's gonna I, take too I, long i am all ears i am absolutely <laughs> happy to be, happy to jump into that well i think uh, what would be more relevant is if we uh talk about if you guys have any shows coming <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> yes we do this friday if this airs by uh by that time um come and discuss uh, uh i i, I kind of come from more uh irving alam existentialist school 
but nice. yes, uh, watch watch theoretical orientations, battle it out, or you know, listen to the show. Uh, we'd like that too. No. Uh, but yes, we're playing this Friday at the Pocket. Okay, cool. Uh, and just waiting to see if he knew what the bands were. Oh uh, man, he has this blessed blessed attachment. Like with we're, we're also words. Gray space and suburban decay. It's their first show. I knew it was someone. I knew like uh, I remembered suburban decay is their first show, but I felt like I, I I'd look even worse if I got one out of three. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, then no. um, we're playing in Vienna, Virginia, on Tuesday the twenty third, okay. which is going to be a first for us. Um, we're playing with this guy called Zach Person. All right. Unrelated to Chuck Person. We don't know that. <laughs> okay. I, well, yeah. Um, come to the show and find out the uh, thrilling answer to that question, too. Yeah. It might be the brother. Validated. Yeah, it might be the brother of the guy who made Echo Jams. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what that, why that's funny, but it's still amusing. Yeah, well, I can definitely get this out um, before that show. I don't know if I can get it out by Friday. I think I actually got a, another release tomorrow. But, All right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad so you guys are able to, to hop on here. Um, I actually don't know either if you'll be before or after episode 100, but it's kind of cool, kind of closing in on that. So you might be like 99 or, or something like that, or like 101. But I um, figured I'd mention that. Um, cool! Congratulations on your yeah. life milestone. I know this feels like uh, having a child or something. Uh, have a birthday <laughs> since I don't have one. But uh, anyway, um, the other thing too that I should mention is I might be uh, throwing something together um, this summer, and I've just got uh, some updates recently about it uh, actually happening. So I'm trying to put together like a festival type deal, uh, probably just a one day thing but all right hoping to have at least like 20 bands and um it looks like it'll actually happen so i wasn't sure but obviously once i get the details on that um i'll be talking to probably ed yeah just yep. uh as advanced notice as you can yeah yeah you know, i do have more weekends off now i just changed uh position so the likelihood's nice. a lot higher as long as I don't book up something else. So, well, whatever pays more. No, I mean, yeah, well, whatever is uh looks like more fun or the better opportunity, but yeah. you know, usually it's whoever whoever grabs us first. But you know, you're talking to me now in November <laughs> for the summer. That sounds like a pretty good lead. So, yeah, yeah, I need like six months to kind of plan it out, but. Um, looks like it's going to work. So I'll, I'll get the date to you once that's all finalized. Sounds great, man. Yeah. So, yeah, guys. Um, nice to meet you all virtually. Um, yeah. I'll, like I said, try to get this thing edited up and sent out for the last show. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. All right. Yeah. Well, it was lovely talking to you. Thank you for choosing Tired all the time. Yep. Of course. <laughs> Uh, be hopefully, well hopefully your friends and distant relatives and cousins learn about 
how uh, concerned you are with environmental waste. So. Uh, all right. All right. Take care. Take right, care, man. Some dinner. So all I'll right. see you guys later. Nice to meet you. Bye bye. So yeah, I want to thank the guys for coming on the show, and thank you for listening once again. The band is tired all the time, and the song you're hearing in the background is called Sun, which you can definitely check out on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to music.